It's part two of the Dirty Sheets. Hope you listened to part one. If not, you want to go back there and listen to Billy's L.A. experience with Ryan Satin going to NXT, night one of Mania, what we are expecting for AEW in England, and uh, meeting Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm Cav Manning. I am at Lingus Mafia, patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia. We plug this all the time. You guys already know. And I am along still with Billy Body. Hello, Billy Boy. Hey. So let's get right into where we were leaving off on the last one. So we talked about this for like two seconds on in the beginning of the last show. And there is a chick that... Let me talk about this first before you give your take. There's a chick that posted like that she fucking I not only did, you know, Billy looks homeless, but he smells that way. And I went up to him and he ran away. And then it was well, you never came up to me. And then it was, oh, yeah, here's the video. The video is of the fucking floor. And uh, you are wearing weird shoes. I'll give her that part. So she goes up and stands next to you. Oh, yes. Three C, three C, three. CPO shoes. They're oh, is like that very rare. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know how much those cost. I'd be ashamed to fucking wear them. So anyway, she's walking with the camera. And I hear you, like, you're talking to Austin about, like, it sounds like I think we have to go over here where our seats are. I, we got to go over it. Like, you're just having regular conversation about where, you know, maybe there's a hot dog. I don't fucking know, right? No, it's fucking, it's the fucking Ubers in LA. Okay. They fucking but they will not pick you up anywhere where you want to be picked up. You have to walk Go to their at station. least 200 yards to every single fucking pin or at their convenience. That was what that was. Okay. So likely. yeah, and it's it, like, it's it. It sounded like you were looking for something or whatever. Right. So she walks next to you filming the floor and then you go, okay, come on, let's go to your son. You walk away and she puts up the phone and she films you and your son walk away. I was, I, I tweeted first at her, like public tweeted, and was like, well, if you didn't fucking say anything to him, how do you, you know, and I, I'm not the one to fucking scream and yell. So I, I would like to have a conversation because it's really fascinating. And I would like a fucking reply, a reply to it properly. So I was seconds away from like DMing her. And as they always say, before you send anything, think about it for a couple minutes. And then I said to myself, why do I give a fuck? And I didn't. But what I was going to do is I was going to write to her and I was going to say the following. I was going to say, I am not saying this as an insult. I am not saying this to bust your fucking balls, to be a dickhead, to get a reaction. I am not doing any of this. I am saying this to you as a, just a proper human being asking a question. And I was going to ask her. Are you somebody that Billy should know? Are you on a famous show that he knows? To, are, have you had a war with him? Would he know who you are? Because I do not know who she is. I am also not in that world of always, you know, with the dirt sheets and everything. I never know anything until you tell me something because I don't look it up. I don't really care. So I don't know who she is. And I want to say, maybe Billy didn't know who you are because if you walked next to him and just stood there, didn't look at him, didn't film him, had your phone at the floor, obviously he doesn't know who you are. So he was doing his normal life and walked away. Don't make it like, look, he ran away from you when you don't know who this person is. 
So if a fan of ours or someone who didn't like us that listens to us did the same to me and said, look, Cav ran away, it'd be like, but you didn't talk to me. How do you, what the fuck are you talking about? So that was what drove me crazy most of all in her tweet. I don't, ha I don't know who the woman is. You have to spread light on this because I still do not know who she is. I, I think, I think she works for SAP because you have said something online possibly. I don't know. What does she do and who is she? I don't know what her all this fucking other psycho girl called Jesse do. Um, I think they're just followers of fucking Sap and just hang out with Sap and just basically probably just fucking give him hand jobs behind his wife's back because they're the fucking kind of ugly, weird girls that he can get. I mean, this one's fucking. Does she do a show? Like, I don't think so. I think she just basically just is friends with him and does whatever he wants. And the other one, um, really? that Jesse girl, not. Jesse girl is not as ugly as this one, but she doesn't have a colon and just walks around with a bag of shit. I only know of the Jesse girl because people yell at her, and I know you've you've uh, had shit with her and yeah. make fun of a shit oh. bag thing. But otherwise, I never I've seen her pop up on a timeline, and I get like weird updates by other things that have nothing. Like I'm like I don't follow this. Why am I getting like here's an update from somebody? You know, um, but See, this, I, I've heard this of her. Is a girl this is a girl who looks like the most fucking she's she's not good looking at all she's just a fucking she's below normal. average she's just like, a fucking normal regular chick i mean yeah. i went to her page after wears, she posted about you i was like all right whatever yeah who wears glasses and whatnot so i i did not see this person uh the person in the profile photo making a fucking face and holding a bag of chips or whatever she's doing i did not see this person come up to me once during the whole time <laughs> and if they did like you know they didn't say oh hey i'm so and so what have you got to say the other thing is what the fuck am i supposed to do if this is <laughs> i imagine you know i even if she is six foot tall i don't think she is six is she foot tall but if she was six feet tall no i'm just saying oh. if she is whether she's six feet tall or whether she's a normal height. Let's say she's not six feet tall. Like, let's say she's five foot two or whatever sure. a normal girl is, right? Yeah. What the fuck am I supposed to do in this situation? Am I supposed to knock her the fuck out? Do you want to be knocked the fuck out? Is that what, when you approach a man who's on holiday with his child, what response are you looking for? Are you looking for me to knock you the fuck out? Are you looking for me to verbally abuse you as a woman to my child is that the example i'm supposed to set like well you can't win either way either you walk away and don't yell at her or you do oh, it then it's look what a horrible father you <laughs> i walk away because i didn't fucking see this person um i probably should walk away anyway even if i did see the person if they come over and i start shouting at them i'm a verbal abuser of women if i punch her in the face i'm definitely a fucking <laughs> i'm a physical a, a physical abuser of women like what the fuck am i actually supposed to do in this situation you're a little That's when you need me with you for these things because I think I know how to handle situations better well, than you. You, know, you decided to stay at home. So I did. I, I did, did tell you because this like, is me not being a mark and going, why would I fucking travel for this? <laughs> yeah, Nobody well, can really I, accuse me. I, I did tell you so I expected things to happen on this trip, but yeah. ultimately, like this, this to me was just fucking weird as fuck because we've had no online interaction at all. I know who Sap's 
little fucking minions are. I'm sure she's said something to me before. I mean, really? I got more issues. With fucking, I've, I've got more issues with the fucking with Jessie because she's like more vocal and she's a doxing little cunt who will send fucking people after you. She went for Brad Shepard's job and his family, and where is she, she was from? The instigator. I don't know, but she's a little cunt. And this one is like the you know the lesser version of Jessie, the one mm. people know less. Probably because, you know, at least Jessie, at some point before she became an anorexic fucking skeleton, might have been, like, decent looking in some way, but sure. she always fucking shit in a, she always shit in a bag. Well, she's um, got the cleanest so, asshole uh, south of the Mississippi. I don't know where she's Yeah, I mean, he, he, either way, like, none of these are for me. Um, I wouldn't be cheating on my fucking wife with these fucking people. Um, but that, that's what, that's what SAP does. I thought he, he maybe she then worked for SAP or something the way, cause you, you had said something like it, one of SAP's people. So I'm assuming she was uh, like a reporter and she traveled to no. mania, then traveled back on. I'm like, she has kids, no. I guess. Cause that's what her, her Twitter, she was with her kids on like when she got home. Yeah. He has kids. He leaves them to go to WrestleMania for a for trips that are funded by fucking GoFundMe's. Really? Like, you know, other people <laughs> other people use that fucking. You know, they need a surgery or they need kids need a surgery I or need whatever. A vacation. This, pay for me. <laughs> this yeah, this little cunt, this little fucking useless, irrelevant, ugly, four eyed cunt uses it for um, uses it for vacations that other people pay for whilst dumping her child at home. So I'm the shit parent who took my fucking child out to WrestleMania. And the other accusation she made is, oh, he was walking around a bar with drunk people and people on drugs. Yeah, a it's a five-star hotel, you stupid cunt, that we're staying in. And the other thing was, oh, you're not staying in a hotel. Yes, I am. I stayed in the fucking Millennium. In fact, the first night I got there, I stayed in the Hollywood Historic because I'm not fucking paying um, seven, um, what was it, fucking $500 a night for a hotel that I'm checking into at fucking 12. So I stayed, I got, I got to an airport, uh, a, a, a hotel close to the airport on Wednesday. I stayed at Hollywood historic for one night. Then I moved down to the millennium Biltmore for two nights because that was where my WrestleCon shit was going on. And that was a cheaper, cheaper taxi to universal studios. Mm. And then the final bit of my stay, which was, um, which was uh, Saturday and Sunday, Monday night, um, they were all done at the um, at the uh, JW Marriott on purpose because it was walking distance to the Crypto Arena. Everything I did was perfectly mapped out. Like I, the shit hotel on Wednesday that I did stay at Hollywood Historic wasn't even shit. It was fine. Uh, then two nights at Millennium Beltmore to do WrestleCon, and then to you know I had one um, cab from um, that hotel to to SmackDown. By that time, then early in the morning, I moved my bags across to the JW Marriott and then went straight down to SmackDown. Oh, sorry, NXT. Then I went, then I left NXT to check my bags into my room at 3 p.m. I don't know why I'm having to say all this, but I'm just defending this fucking bullshit that's on there. And then we're in <laughs> no, the JW Marriott. have to. Yeah, and then we're in the JW Marriott and yes, God forbid, my son was allowed to stay awake until 12 o'clock on the Easter holidays, on the weekend, as a 12-year-old, when it's I know I was up late. <laughs> exactly. The bar, the bar closed. The bar closed at 12. 
That was the last drinks. So really? people were just bar- Oh, it's a hotel bar, though. Okay. Yeah. And, and people started filtering. So there was not even a choice to stay any later. In fact, on the Saturday night, my son was hungry. So when the bar closed and people started to figure out, I took him out onto the street and we got some tacos at 12.30 at night. Mm. Fuck me, like, called child services um, and have me arrested, you fucking ugly, four-eyed little cunt. Um, so, yeah, that that's what happened. My I allowed my son to hang around the bar where the wrestlers were and he got some autographs. And he got some pictures. And on Sunday night, he got his WrestleMania chair signed, but only by the winners that he selected. So not even Drew's. <laughs> not even Drew's. Yeah, Fuck off, Drew. You fuck. Yeah, like, that's the thing. I won't allow you to sign my chair. You tarnish it. I said to him, I was like, oh, you know, there's Drew's over there. Matt Riddle's going to, Matt Riddle's there. Did you hang out with Drew at all? Or just say hi? Uh I spoke to Drew for about an hour um, oh. in the in the lot upstairs, but I it, it, it was like his wife was telling me how, but I don't think it was aimed at me. Where she was telling me how he'd been we've been trying to leave the hotel for an hour, but Drew keeps stopping to talk to people. <laughs> and I was oh, well, fucking oh. shitting in your mouth right in front of you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, oh no, I'm not going to keep you. I was like, <laughs> uh, and then then the fucking. But then he was like talking, but then he was talking like more to me about. Um, um, a couple of other things, uh, like the the match tomorrow and what what uh, what time he was going on and all this. Did he know already the finish at that point or not yet? No, they didn't know the finish wow, at that point. Yeah, they don't um, tell him shit. No, because it was still he still thought I think Sheamus was going to win at that point. Really? Um, but fuck, uh, I didn't think so. At I, all. Yeah, I think though, so, but I, you know, he's not. One like he, he's he's not one like some of the people that will just tell you what they're doing and everything that they're doing doesn't really do that. But um, yeah, then fucking DDP came over with his with his with his missus, and you could see Drew's wife was just dumb uh, because it had been like I don't know how many conversations he had walking up before he got to me in Austin, um, but it was like you know that that was like um, that that one was going to be a long one because him and DDP went over to the corner and talked about everything and they left the wives together. It was like the old, you know, the old fucking way that things are done where like, you know, all the social media would frown upon it. It's like, oh, the fucking women talk to the women and the men talk to the men about mm. man stuff. It's like, yeah, dude, that's what's been fucking happening for years until the pandemic happened and now everyone's a fucking pussy. <laughs> and now we have to pretend that women can do everything men I do. I think it was men before the pandemic everything. that all this hellhole broke loose. And, uh, we, were, we were fucked people before got- that. <laughs> I mean, fuck for ages. It's just fucking. I mean, that's a whole different podcast and a whole different subject about how this fucking bullshit's just like got to a ridiculous point. Um, but you know what? Like, I I I I put it like I I I heard something this week, and it's like it's 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 basically sums it up because if you send fifty men and twenty women onto an island in a hundred years, you'll have a thriving community. If you send 50 men and 20 trans people, you know, you'd have 70 dead men. <laughs> so, so I think there's, there's no arguing with that. Like that just kind of tells you, you have a lot where of we're fucking dick. <laughs> I don't care what would happen. They'd all be dead. So, so yeah, everybody needs everybody. Everybody has their fucking place except trans people their places in a mentalist institution oh, yeah, but, see, but yeah. see this is why me but, and billy get along uh so well because we do disagree on things 
I, I don't know how you can disagree I on say that. let them do whatever cut. the hell they want. Well, I don't give a fuck. You're not making me fucking cut my balls off. What do I care if you cut your balls off? I don't care if you wear your balls as earrings. You don't have any children that are seeing all this fucking gay trans bullshit all over the place. I don't think um, if a kid sees it, they're going to go, oh, I want that. I think if you're born inside your brain a certain way, then you're into it or not. I don't think if I saw gay guys constantly growing up, I'd want to fucking blow somebody. But if you're fucking eight years old, you don't know your brain and they shouldn't be starting the fucking procedures and all this kind of nonsense. I it's don't think they should insane. get the surgery early. I think they got to at least be 18. Everybody's got to be 18 to be an adult to do anything. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say, oh, you're eight. Okay, I'll start giving you the shots. That's insane. Uh, anyway, um, let's go into... That's the thing, like, when, um, when when Trump wins again, like, we're going to see a lot yeah, less of this. And he'll, if they're running from prison, but go ahead. Good. If they arrest him and charge... He won't go to prison. But if they arrest him and charge him for all this fucking they shit... They did. Then... <laughs> Yeah, but if they fucking if he if he gets he's been arrested and charged, is he? Yeah, that's what an arraignment is. You're arrested and charged, and then uh, now he's got to do the court stuff. And like, uh, it's in December. It's a fucking long time from now. Yeah, I know. If he if he's guilty yeah. and he gets fined or yes, he, he gets a suspended sentence, or he won't get. To, it's not a jail thing. It um, is. So it can be I'm, if it's proven uh, certain things, but um, it's a long way to go. That's for sure. He's not going to go to jail. And all that's going to happen with all of this is that you've basically, he's fucking won now. He's going to beat DeSantis and he's going to fucking destroy Joe Biden because he's a fucking hero coming out of this now. You should not have arrested him and charged him and, and, and done all of this because you've just made his path much easier. And I actually was thinking the more sensible route would be for the the Santis to win. Uh, that way we'd be more likely to get that fucking corpse out of the way. But um, I do think it would be Trump. But obviously that would be more satisfying to me to watch all these fucking left liberal dickheads um, have to deal with all this shit and then seeing all this rainbow bullshit and all this Ukraine bullshit and all this fucking trash get the fuck off my TV and off social media and everything. I don't want to fucking see it. I don't care about any causes. I don't give to any causes. I don't give a fuck about any causes. I don't care about the Ukraine. I don't You're care about trannies. I don't care about your grannies. I don't care about any of this fucking shit. Like, just, just leave me the fuck alone. I got my own fucking problems. Like, I got fucking bills to pay and a fucking kid that doesn't listen to me. Like, I got fucking <laughs> enough shit on already. Like, I don't fuck about anything else that's going on that's not in my life like i'm completely and utterly selfish so, and that's how i'll continue to be that's perfect and, and trump's the same because uh All right, cool. what might not be in your life anymore and uh people have asked we get floods of uh tweets what is going on with k100 because i get bombarded by fans of my show that listen to this show as well and they say Oh, fuck, what happened with Billy and Conan? And then they send me the the clip from the Patreon show that they do. Uh, this isn't on the regular feed. And it's Conan really upset with you and, uh, you know, saying you stepped over the line. And I even messaged you and I said, what the fuck did you do? Because I thought you were they were referring to you talking bad about Mysterio. And I was like... What are you talking about? And so and it, it turned out you were talking about that Vikingo, whatever that guy, uh, for the AEW guy that was uh, in there that had the match with Kenny, which, 
you you shit on the guy. I thought the fucking it was impressive as fuck to watch. The problem for me is always, well, I don't know who this fucking guy is. I'm not having a vested interest in the guy. I could appreciate watching somebody do something, but I don't really give a fuck about him because I don't know him. Um, but they were saying, like, I'm about through with you on the show, and Disco is like, yeah, he needs to tone down a little bit. Maybe we take a break from him, uh, you know, And but that's all I heard from the show. So do you want to address what's going on? Are you on K100 still? Are you not on K100? Have you been told by Conan anything and also, was that slap we saw to Conan, was that this weekend or was that from like a prior time that got out? No, that's from a prior time. Um, apparently, they've already discussed it on the show. That was um, <laughs> it was just funny. I, so the situation is for, for them <laughs> that um, they, they want to like take a, a break from it because um, from Disco's side, I involved him in something with Sean Ross Sapp uh, where you know revealed his this big CM Punk story he had, which wasn't that big at all, and um, said, "Oh no, you can go crying to Disco." And Disco was like, "Oh, why did you bring me up in your shit? I've already like I've had enough of it." And already. then he did. He uh, fucking DM Disco and said, "As he said, I'm going to come crying to you." Well, here it is, and it was like he fucking did what you said and then quoted it that he was doing it. Exactly. And anyway, this this Disco got pissy about that. The Conan thing. So this is what I'm really pissed off about. Um, and this almost, like, you know, they want to take this break. For me, I don't want to talk about wrestling on their show anymore. Uh, I only want to do the, the sports segment. And I may talk about wrestling with my son. But I don't want to speak about wrestling with them too anymore. If I want to speak about wrestling, I'll do it with Russo. I'll do it with you. I'll do it with Austin. But I don't want to talk about it with them. So there's, there's a number of factors that have led up to that. First and foremost... Um, it's the fact that I, I went down to this trip this weekend. One of the reasons was to see Conan. I've seen Joe. I've seen Disco. So I've seen Conan do the Hall of Fame speech. Um, Fantastic. But- I even wrote this show and said, fucking phenomenal speech. Better than uh, most have uh, inducted people with by far. So this guy wouldn't respond to me and my and, and, and Texas over the weekend. Mm. Now, I didn't know about the situation where he said about the show. Uh, I did find out about that like while I was there. So I then said to Conan, um, so I, I found out about that during the show, right? Mm-hmm. So um, so later on, um, I was in a lift at the JW Marriott and I was not looking at around the lift at all. So um, Conan was apparently in there. Well, he was in oh, there no because shit. apparently he said... He said bye to Austin. He goes, I'll see you later, kid, or whatever, and rubbed his like head and walked out of the lift. Oh, wow. And uh, Ollie, my go, Ollie, and my mate Ollie goes, oh, my God, you really have got heat with him. And um, I was like, I didn't even see him. I was like, legit, I said I would have spoke to him if I'd seen him. Yeah, of course. So I text him saying, so I text him saying hey, my friend Ollie says you were in my elevator with me yesterday, and I was looking at my phone, and you said hey to Austin. I didn't see any of that. I would never not speak to you. I only came out here. I want, sorry. One of the main reasons I came out here was out of respect for you and to watch your speech. I didn't really particularly care about this WrestleMania. Uh, I know I've learned that I've got this heat with you because loads of fans keep coming up to me and asking me if I'm still on the show. If I am, if I'm not, it's not relevant. 
I still want to meet you while I'm out here. That's part of the reason I flew out. This prick didn't even reply to me. Um, and I'm calling him a prick now. It's just a prick fucking thing to do. Because if you're in a lift with me and I didn't see you, that's like, I don't know, unless he felt like I was ignoring him, which obviously I wasn't, because there's no point in me sending the message afterwards. If I'm going to ignore you, I don't send you the message. I just ignore you and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. So first reason he's a prick was for doing that, for not meeting me while I'm out there. Second reason he's a prick was for going on his show and saying that, um, oh, I'm off the show or all this or all, all this nonsense or he's at the end of his rope with me. Cool. Tell me about it then. Fucking send me a text. Send me a call. Meet me in LA when we're in the same fucking place. You're supposed to be Conan, this big fucking rebel. And um, you can't fucking meet me who you ridiculed and said, oh, these two guys are pussies. These two guys have never had a fight in their life. Cool. I'm a pussy. Then meet up with me and tell me I'm not on your fucking show. You're the big fucking big, you know, the, the big Mexican superstar, ex-NWO, Wolfpack, Conan, you know, and I'm just some fucking dirt sheet mark. So to meet up with me. So, but he didn't. So I think that's a fucking shitty thing to do. Um, but so that's, that's, that's two things there, saying that on the show in the first place. And then the third thing is what I said was criticizing something I didn't like in wrestling. That's my fucking job. That's me keeping it 100 essay. But um, apparently, like, keeping it 100 is only keeping it 100 when it suits them. It's only keeping it 100 if fucking, um, if it's keeping it 100 for opinions that they want to go along with. If it hurts their, you know, their, their nickel and dimes for them, then, then we shouldn't be keeping it 100. We shouldn't be criticizing anybody that is financially tied to Conan in any way. Is that, is that how it works? Because this guy came in with a shitty build. It was a dream match, which I said is nobody's dream match. Explains what watching here. I'm seeing a little guy who wrestles like a backyard wrestler. This well, isn't a the knock people on that backyard. watch that AEW and New Japan and Mexico. It's it's the non-mainstreams people. That maybe that's their dream match, but uh to mainstream, nobody heard of the guy. But um not opposed to like, you know, backyard wrestling entirely because it, during its time, um I bought those those DVDs, Backyard Wrestling Volume One and Two, in a little blue DVD case, and I had all that. It was fucking crazy at the time. But to bring it onto television and to work yourself, then to and you know, when you're going to do those spots, there's an element of work rate and um, and fluidity that needs to be that needs to go into that. This guy didn't have that, and him and Kenny Omega weren't doing that. They were not working themselves into the spots. It was just a lot of fucking waiting around for this and waiting around for that. It was like, you know, fake little punches, fake little fucking rabbit punches. Oh, you lie down for five for five minutes and I'm going to climb this ridiculous, like, obstacle and, and jump off it again and again and again and again. So it's not for me. I don't like it. I think it's fucking hokey as shit. I, I agree with what Bret Hart says. Like, this shit has become embarrassing to watch now with the fight, with the fire slaps and the, and these, and these, this isn't like luchador wrestling. Like Conan will say, oh, you know, it's lucha, it's lucha. No, it ain't fucking lucha. Lucha is what fucking Rey Mysterio and Hoover 2 Guerrero and everybody were doing in 97 when WCW got fucking big and people liked the cruiserweight element of it. It wasn't this fucking hokey bullshit where, you know, you have these spots where six guys need to like, need to sell being flipped on by one guy. You know, you always see that spot in a ladder match where one guy comes off a ladder and, Six yeah, guys they all are tumble down like a bowling ball. Pin, yeah, yeah. I fucking hate that. It's embarrassing, and this match was embarrassing. And I, and I'm entitled to say that. And apparently, I'm not entitled to say that because 
you're only allowed to say things as long as it doesn't hurt the financial uh, situation of the show, which is bullshit because that ain't keeping it 100. That's keeping it 98 or something. Um, so, so if they want to, if they want to keep it 98, that's fine. Tell we should me name our show keeping it 98. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Like they, they keep it 98. Fucking Disco and Conan would be big stars again. But um, it's it's 2023, and you know they're they're on a podcast where they think, um, and this is the thing, right? Look, if you want to do your thing, do your thing. And their thing is that, hey, we're guys from the Monday Night Raw. Um, we are. We think our opinions are really important. Uh, we think all the dirt sheet guys are losers. Um, we don't respect anybody that hasn't been in the ring. I get that. They don't fucking have me on then because I haven't been in the fucking ring. Well, I have, but to a much lesser extent. I'm not a fucking wrestler. I am a dirt sheet guy. Don't fucking slag all of them off and then bring me on on the show well, I remember, and pretend that I'm some kind of... To, to be fair, do you remember when you first got hired, Conan said, I don't normally have people, quote-unquote, like you, right? But not in that way. But, like, dirt sheet guys or... Uh, people who watch, like, he doesn't give a fuck about their opinions um, unless they've been in the business. I remember that clearly. He said, I don't really care about people's opinions unless they've been in the business. But he did value your opinion, um, and he thought differently about how you thought um, about things that went on. So he did value what you brought to the table when it came to your opinion of wrestling, not just the dirt sheet aspect of it. Right when he was when he was upselling when he was selling me to the audience, but when he decided not to, like the true colours came through because throughout the time I was there, whether I go back or not remains to be seen. But while the whole time I was there, they were not upselling me anymore because their their true hatred and this and disrespect towards people that haven't been in the ring continued to shine through with the questions that I asked them not to read because I said it was coming from a certain section of the audience that were not their listeners, they continue to read it. The way that they, they continue to like to speak about me, um, there was just no there was just no need. Even when I was on the show, I was interrupted continuously when I was trying to make a point. I had my points cut short. Um, I mean, you had members of the audience feeling comfortable enough to turn around and say, just get on with the rest of it, or just do the news and oh Billy's waffling. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do a fucking podcast where I have thousands of listeners of this podcast that want to hear me fucking speak and give my opinions. And hey, guess what? The big fucking guys who know the business 100% who are telling me that Cody were winning, they got fucking dog shit on their fucking face today because they, they're sitting there telling, telling us how they're going to book the show. And I sat there for six fucking weeks and took shit from Conan and from Disco and from all the fucking dog shit listeners that they have as well all these fucking mark losers who kept trolling me and trolling me and trolling me and telling me I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Well, who knows what the fuck they're talking about now? The two guys that wrestled in the late 90s and thought they knew everything or the guy that told you that Roman Reigns wasn't fucking dumb, that Roman Reigns had a ton of fucking mileage left to go, that Roman Reigns could still work with Randy Orton and could still drag this out with Cody and Cody's story wasn't, correctly told if he entered number 30 at the rumble and immediately won the title that was not uh, the right way to tell the story that was not finished the story the story needs to be longer and i continue to say it 
and I continue to talk about the possibility of Roman having a feud with Orton, going back to the feud with Seth Rollins, and laying out a number of things that Roman Reigns could do for the next 12 months while Cody Rose really did go on a redemption arc. Oh no, now's the time to pull the trigger and this is what they're going to do. And oh, you're a Cody hater. Well, fuck you. Because who's correct? The loser, dirt sheet Mark, who gets trolled by everybody, or you fucking experts that don't value the opinion of anybody else, despite the fact that I came on your fucking show because I built up an audience here and then Russo wanted me. I didn't call Russo. He called me and gave me a show. And then you guys called me and put me on your show. I haven't called none of you motherfuckers ever in my life. I didn't call Wrestling Inc. I didn't call Sports Kida. I didn't even fucking call the Steel Cage. I didn't call Russo. I didn't call Disco, Conan, nobody. I never called anybody ever to say, have me on. You wanted me on your show and then disrespected me most of the time that I was there. Or who looks stupid now? Me or you? Who's the fucking WWE champion, Cav? It's, it would be Roman Reigns. And who did I say it would be? And and who and what made most sense to me, the mark? Yes, you had said Roman Reigns, and uh, you also were saying that the lead-up, there was no story here. You'd said this for a long time. There is no story. You can't come in number 30 and that you overcame things. And I love that people go, no, the overcoming things is the 16 years and uh, that he came over a stardust. And I'm oh, like, that's not a fucking, no. <laughs> dad didn't win the title. That's the whole fucking problem. The story is his dad's story. It's not his story. It was his story is, begins now. And I got no issue with him winning it in 12 months time when yeah. we got a real story up. But the fact is, is that that's what, that's what continued to happen. And, I also find it very interesting that I now can't go on the show immediately to talk about that because of the egg that is on their faces. And in addition to that, I also find it very interesting how he's supposed to be Conan's this rebellious guy. And, you know, he doesn't give a fuck what anybody says. He's always saying, oh, I don't give a fuck about this and I don't give a fuck about that. Well, you got a little sniff of that WWE like money and that WWE opportunity and going on and doing this for the WWE or that for the WWE. And, you know, you, you rub shoulders this week with, you know, Cena and all these people. I've seen all the photos and suddenly your most controversial person on your show <laughs> that people might look at and go, Oh, you work with that guy. Oh, maybe you can't like work with the WWE or, or maybe, you know, I mean, I mean that's never going to happen. Like they're not going to turn around and go, oh, we were going to give you this job as a fucking booker or we were going to integrate you into the Rey Mysterio storyline or whatever like that. And, but we're not going to do it now because you have this guy on his podcast. It's bullshit. That's not going to happen. But suddenly when, when, money, when money comes along and opportunity knocks, the biggest rebels suddenly become the biggest politicians. And that's what these wrestlers all are. At their core, every single one of them they're all fucking politicians. They're all out for themselves. They have to be because that's their business. And no matter what one of them comes out and says, I'm a rebel, I'm a rebel, I'm the fucking, I'm different to everybody else. I don't give a fuck. They all follow the fucking money. I think uh, one person who's not like that is punk. People hate punk. And he really stays true to himself, I feel. <laughs> I feel he is I so true to himself. Good. I should be doing a podcast with him like that. 
If I could do one show, no, with him, he wouldn't like the like, tranny stuff about what you don't like. But then again, oh, that I doesn't can... mean you can't work with somebody that disagrees. I mean, I don't agree with you. It doesn't make me go, oh, I, I hate Billy. I, I'm never going to talk to him. Whatever. It's your opinion. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I think if I could if I could do that show and fucking talk about some fucking wrestling for 60 minutes, I don't think I would need to do this anymore, honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, I've gotten those uh, emails and texts or whatever tweets that say they want the uh, you and Brad Shepard to do Patreon and me to host. And I'm telling you, I, I know you, and I said, I've talked about it till I'm blue in the face, guys. <laughs> and I, because I really think that would be a way to fucking go um, if you wanted to have people pay uh, that were like-minded and wanted to hear you guys talk. That could be a way to go. But then again, like you said, too, I, I agree that the way to do it is have advertisers pay and everything be for free for listeners online. But I don't know that you would be able to get uh, advertisers with the content that we talk about and the things that we say. I mean, you can't even say retard now. We do. I don't give a fuck. Um, but, you know, people will fucking cry. And I don't think advertisers would come around if you say retard. And, and that's the least we say. So it's it's little things like that. No, and that's the thing. We've got people watching this show, listening to this show, reporting every little nick and cranny. Like like this, undoubtedly, <laughs> um, pages of that will end up with Conan and Disco. They'll, they'll, they won't listen to the whole thing. Just like he disrespected part, me. Yeah. Just like he disrespected me when he didn't listen to the audio I sent him, which was complimentary to him. And for the past year... I've always complimented this guy like every on every show that I've ever done. This is the first time where I've gone for him like and said some, anything negative about him because he's acted like a dick. And I think he was a dick for not meeting me out in L.A. I think he's been a dick for continuing to read the letters, which I told him not to read because the producer was deliberately filtering out positive ones. And um, I believe he was a dick during this entire Cody thing. And now he can't face up to it. Like, And whatever the reason is, if it's because oh, I got a chance of being in WWE. I need to, like, clean house. You're a dick. If you didn't see me in LA, just if you didn't want to talk to me in LA just because, oh, I got bigger fucking fish to fry, like, oh, why am I going to speak to my guy from England on my show when I can hang out with fucking John Cena? You're a dick. I don't if know. If, if, he, <laughs> if he thought, I mean, <clears throat> you got to give the benefit of the doubt that he thought in the, in the elevator that, you weren't talking to him and he wasn't going to fucking, it's that macho on both sides kind of where it's, well, fuck him. He ain't going to talk to me. I ain't going to be the one reaching out to fucking talk to him. But I think it would almost be clear if you didn't see him, unless you looked up and looked at like looked at his face, but you didn't even register that it was him. Um, but I could see a misunderstanding at least. And, but I do get the part where if you did, reach out with, hey, I didn't see you and I didn't know you were in there and I wanted to, you know, meet you and talk to you and stuff like that. Then it goes to the other side where it's, well, you reached out. You did the normal thing and he's the one that didn't reply. So well, then it goes on his I side. I also texted him when I landed asking him, are you staying at the Millennium Biltmore? And he wasn't. He was staying at the JW Marriott because WWE were putting him up. But, you know, I was at that hotel too when me and him were in the same lift. But, like, ultimately, this is my only beef with him. Like, I've enjoyed, like, doing the show with them. I enjoy, like, doing the sports section. But ultimately, 
um, they don't respect me for wrestling. Um, the listeners don't respect, well, the ones that the vocal minority don't respect me for wrestling. But when I, you know, when I'm out in LA and I'm running into listeners throughout the time that I'm there, including one guy that gave me a fucking lift from SoFi Stadium, like, you know, if that, that, that's, that's a fucking huge mark of respect and the fact that they enjoy your show along with all the photos and whatnot that I, that I did with people. Like I, I've never met a listener that didn't like me now, obviously, you know, you're going to have the, that section of people who are just two faced. They haven't got the guts to tell you to your face and they just pretend that they like you. I could have like shook hands and done photos of people that have abused me on Twitter. Oh, I guarantee uh, I mean, that's I, the fucking case. I, I, and it's, it's once they see it, because that's the same with me where if somebody gets all pissy at me, this and that, I'd kill them with kindness. And I, I really don't, it doesn't bother me. I'd be like, I talk to someone, win them over and they'd end up being a fan. So it, it's a matter of, you know, people online easily hoot holler and all that shit. But when it comes to that, and also when you talk about with the Conan deal, they did even during his rant of, you know, I, I, I might be about done with fucking Billy and, and had it with him. They still fucking put you over that your news is the fucking correct all the time and that you you're right on the money. So they still I don't know if they don't respect you for wrestling, because I think that's the reason you were on. And he said in the past many times, if you didn't get everything right all the time and weren't correct, you wouldn't be on the fucking show. But you get everything right. So that's why you weren't like kicked off because it was you weren't more of a headache than you were you were worth at the time. Maybe now you're too much of a headache for, for what you're worth. In his eyes, for what? Like for what? For criticizing his wrestler for being right about the Cody Rose thing when he told me for six weeks that I was a Cody hater. And the thing is, is that he doesn't understand is that his following is mainly there for them. Before I got there and did my bit, the dynamic was, or oh, we'll all disagree with Disco. He's a heel, and Conan's the babyface. Like that's and and Joe's just the guy in the middle. So Conan's got this role where you know everybody will agree with him, and. Um, he put me in a position where, you know, he ridiculed my opinion and made it out like, oh, you know, you just don't like Cody. And then all these fucking sheep, because they're brainless, all piggybacked on that. You don't like Cody. You don't like Cody. For, for, for weeks I heard, you hate Cody, you hurt Cody. But when I realized Roman was going to win, obviously I booked my flight out there. I did not book that flight thinking that Cody Rhodes was going to win. I booked that flight relatively certain what the, the the result was going to be the other way. And I even said to some people that, yeah, I'm going there to fucking to, to, to taunt um, the Cody Rhodes fans. Well, what, like once, once I get there, I said, I'm going to fucking love it when Roman Reigns wins. And if you see from the video, when Roman wins, I do fucking enjoy myself. Well, when, let me when Roman devil's advocate for a second though, because last week on our show, when we were doing the predictions after saying, all this storyline, my prediction, I said, I think Cody's going to win because of the storyline, obviously. And I said, I just, it's too much like they he has to now. And, you know, as a wrestling fan, and I'm glad when I'm wrong because it's more fun to me being surprised. And you had said yeah. to me, after seeing all this fucking merchandise and seeing yeah. all the shit, you go, I'm, I think you might be right. Like you were like, oh. Fuck, you might be right. It, it you don't doesn't mean you think that's the correct way to go, but you were thinking no. all this shit, 
It sure seems like he might. So that's why that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, no, I, I did say that and I did find out um, once I got out of the Millennium Biltmore and was back in the JW Marriott on um, Friday and Saturday. Um, once on Sunday morning, I got 100% confirmation that Cody wasn't winning. Um, mm. But it was the same kind of stuff that I'd heard um, going in. Um, this was like, um, th- th- this was from a, a super reliable wrestler. And when wrestlers don't, wrestlers don't usually speak about anything unless there's certain, cause they don't usually know, yeah. but when they turn around and say, like, Oh, Cody's uh, like, uh, Oh, um, someone was saying, Oh, he's your son. It was, Oh, who's your son after? I was, he's never met senior. He's never met Cody. Yeah. And he said, well, John, John's not staying here. John's John's coming from his home. Uh, John comes from home. Oh, okay. But he said, I, Goes, I can hook you up with Cody. He yeah. goes, and I was like, uh, I was like, uh, oh yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that'd be cool. He goes, you a big Cody fan? He's a big Cody fan. I said, um, he said, oh, I prefer prefers Roman. And he goes, oh, he'll be happy later then. Oh, I said, oh, is Cody not? <laughs> is he? I said, oh, he'll be happy later then. I goes, oh, he's, um, oh, I thought I, I thought um, I thought Cody, I, I thought I was certain Cody's going to win. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, he's, I, he goes, no, I don't. He goes, he goes, don't, he said, don't, um, don't quote me on it. Yeah. He said, but I don't think Cody's winning. Huh. You know, what's funny so, is remember, I also said, I think, I think Cody's a genuinely good person. That's what I get from him, that he's a really like a good human being. That's, that's what I fucking get from him. Um, I mean, that could be just what I see on TV, obviously, because, you know, we all thought OJ is a great guy too. So, um, but you know that's that's how he comes across to me that he actually uh, is genuine, and I, I did I did enjoy Brody's son being at WrestleMania. I wonder if Tony Khan was pissed off. <laughs> like I have you on, and now negative one is unmasked at WrestleMania. Yeah, I didn't actually notice that, but like, that is quite weird. Um, that's maybe, who we gave his belt in. to. That's who we gave his weightlifting belt to. Have you watched back the show or no? Um, bits and pieces of it, um, I've watched back, but like not, not in its entirety. No. Okay. Yeah. You might want to watch back a couple things. Um, I mean, and you know, what's funny is, uh, to tell people your son walks across the back of the, uh, announce table and waves. (laughs) (laughs) That was interesting. You go, Hey, I know, (laughs) I know that guy. That was really bizarre because Umar sent and went, Hey, I think your fucking son just walked across the fucking backstage. Who said that to me? Umar. Umar. T- yeah, when he he t- he texted that to us and said, "Hey, <laughs> I think I just saw your son." Yeah, so that that was that was a crazy one. Like, um, I got loads of messages about that. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, um, on to night two. That is the last thing we're going to talk about here. Um, as you said in the first part of the show, you said uh, night one was the better night. I mean, here. You're selling everybody on it's Roman Reigns. And this is what is keeping us. I mean, I wouldn't say it's keeping us watching WWE. It's not like we're going anywhere. We're, you know, we're lifers no matter what the fuck they feed us. Um, I mean, we've stuck around for worse than this. But it's Roman Reigns who is appointment television usually, right? And so that is the whole draw of night two. It really doesn't even matter who the fuck is on night two to me. 
um, if it, it, the main event is the main event. It speaks for itself. Obviously, the woman match was probably uh, the worst one, that, that four-way bullshit, because it's like... You knew Ronda couldn't fucking do anything. She's still hurt. What is the, her injury, by the way? Do you know? Um, I think she had like a knee scoped out. A knee? Or, it's or, not her elbow? Something. You mean elbow scoped oh, she had out? A knee, she had a knee scoped out as well at one point. She, got, she has no cartilage in her knee, and I think the elbow is a different injury, yeah. Oh, shit. Because, yeah, she just comes in, grabs an arm, and it's over, and it's like, oh, fuck, okay. And, you know, she gets off on... You know, it looked like uh, two bull Nakanos coming out with this fucking eye makeup and shit like that. It looked like the powers of pain, actually, when they walked out. Um, that was a, a snooze fest. Um, the Oscar deal, you're right on the money with that from what Oscar tweeted. And you had said, and this has still not come out yet, and I assume it will. But you had said your thought, I don't know if you had inside. I don't think you did. I think this is your best uh, wrestling guess, just as being a watcher. You said you thought uh, Oscar would lose, and this would make her go full heel, and this would be the push over the edge to she's going to be hardcore bad guy. And she kind of tweeted that afterwards, like, oh, I should just go back to Japan, but maybe now you've fucking unleashed the monster in me or some shit like that, where it was, it, it pretty much said, now I'm going to have to kill everybody and really fuck this division up. So you seem to be right on the money about that. I was uh, really wanting uh, Oscar to win this fucking thing. I'm really uh, like people feel about Roman with the fucking belt. Get it off. Get it off already. I, I feel the same with Bianca. I'm just fucking tired with that. Um, and now we have uh, also the next night was, uh, oh, we're going to have uh, Rhea and her. I guess. What is this? A year long wait for WrestleMania next year. And we're going to, you know, combine the titles. I was praying that Rhea would say, let's do a match tonight and just join the fucking titles. I was praying for it. But, you know, my prayers are never answered. What What is your overalls about night two before we get to Raw? Well, night two was a fucking rough night initially. Um, so nobody, nobody could get any comp tickets for any night at WrestleMania. Um, you know, I was offered a wrestler, um, was a, a higher level wrestler was given a skybox. and um, there was a couple of spaces in there, which I said, no, don't worry. I don't want to sit with your family. Um, let your family out. I don't want to like intrude with your family and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also I didn't want to sit. I didn't want to sit in a, um, in a stadium skybox. I just wouldn't see anything. Um, so yeah, there was just nothing available at all. So I ended up buying, um, all of my tickets except for SmackDown, which somebody sorted out for me. Um, so I buy these tickets on fucking StubHub. Um, the usual trick, uh, for WrestleMania and most WWE shows is to wait until the last hour and then everything comes crashing down. Mm -hmm. um, and I try to buy them actually because um, they were saying to me I needed a American like postcode. Uh, so I was trying to contact you for a, a zip code and, and whatever because I was trying to pay in a specific way yeah. because the, the tickets were not, were not coming down. So I didn't have um, enough on the like the credit card that I traveled with because uh, I, my, my UK bank card would work, but you have to call them during working hours to tell them you're actually in a different country. Um, otherwise, if you try, to, if you immediately try to spend, well, within reason, if you immediately try to spend 2000 on foreign soil, they'll block it immediately. Mm -hmm. And at that 
time, it was um, 11 p.m. on Sunday night. So they were not going to authorize um, that. So bearing in mind, I'd gone over there with with two thousand dollars. It was enough to to get me through the the four, the four or five days I was there. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So the tickets that, that did not come down. So I had to then buy these club tickets on Klarna, um, but then I had to do it through your zip code because it was only offered to US people. But anyway, that was a mess because it came your zip code didn't match my name and it needs to be your name. So essentially, eventually. It just needed to be you buying the fucking tickets on your credit card and everything and me trying to fucking send it back to you, which wasn't possible to do because we're English and US bank accounts. And it's just you would have had to put up fucking um, two thousand dollars up front and then worked out how I was going to get it back to you. So <laughs> that's the situation we we're in at the end. So I went down the StubHub route and ended up buying um, two two decent like tickets for eight hundred dollars, um, just club tickets. Um, in the clean the two hundred area in the middle, and um, so four they didn't each. Come through. Four each or eight yeah, each. Four hundred. Four thirty-seven each. Wow. So they did not come through. So I'm fucking. There's no fucking phone number for StubHub. There's no fucking chat or nothing. So I go to the box office thinking, you know, in England this will be a case of you show them the fucking screenshot and say I bought these. They haven't been delivered. Yeah. The show's starting right this second. These people were like, oh no, sorry. Like we're not, we don't work with StubHub. We're ticket. We only work with Ticketmaster. You need to contact them. I was like, I can't. I was like, can you just please issue these tickets? They're like, no, sorry, we can't do that. So, you know, I'm in Wokeville, USA. So these fucking cunts are not going to do anything. So I then go down to um, this fucking, uh, go down to media and explain, hey, like, I could get media, um, but I don't because I always come with my son. But I've previously been on your media list. Could somebody please come down and and um, just give us um, access to the stadium and we'll go and sit in our seats that haven't come through? No, we can't do that. I can't find your name on the media list. I'm like, yeah, I know, dickhead. I'm not on the fucking media list, but I am media. I just don't know. I'm not covering this event because I would need two passes and you would not, and I know that you would not give me those. So um, could somebody please come down, um, talk to me uh, uh, and discuss what my credentials are. And even if you can't do it for that reason, do it for the reason that uh, someone from the WWE to come down, do it for the reason that I'm with my son and we've come down from England and our tickets don't work and the box office is legitimately sold out. Cab, they were fucking legitimately sold out. This fucking shocking. WWE fucking shocking. who lie, who lie about everything all the time, and me thinking, fuck it, like if I don't get the tickets here, I'll just go to the box office and fucking buy some absolute nosebleeds. Yeah, and get, in. Go get down there was to your no seat. Fucking, yeah, there was no nosebleeds to sell. There was no nothing to sell. So I put out a fucking text to to Drew. Um, um, to to Drew, to Riddle, to Ray, fucking cameraman, like all these people. It's pretty much the same text. Anyone breathing? And, um, yeah, anyone, anyone fucking breathing. So, um, Conan. I see. Uh, so no one, no one responds, and eventually, like Ray Mysterio responds, and, so, and I don't even know if I can tell this story, um, but but I will because it just puts someone in a really good light. So Ray Mysterio replies and says, um, um, did you get it sorted? 
And I was like, no, we're still outside. We, we might have to go home. I said, there's, there's literally no tickets for sale. Um, and um, I then see like it's typing, typing, but then it stopped typing. Then it's typing, typing, stop typing. So I call Ray Mysterio. He's like, oh, hey, Bill. I was like, hey, like I'm fucked. Like Austin's really upset. I don't think I'm going to get in. Um, is there anything you can do? He goes, oh, gee, I don't know. He goes, give me five minutes to see. Get a text message. Right, I've got one. The second one's coming. Boom, I've got two. Another one's coming. There you go. Wow. So I scan these tickets. They're in. Third row, like ringside. So I'm just fucking like... And then I realized later on, this dude is in the fucking Hall of Fame on the fucking show. So he wasn't texting and arranging this while he's at the hotel or anything like that. He arranged this while he was backstage. I don't know where he got the fucking tickets from, but I was dealing with a fucking crying kid who was about to miss WrestleMania. And this guy comes through um, for me, who he's met, what, two, three times, maybe, and comes through and, for obviously the sake of Austin, um, comes in and fucking pulls two tickets out of his ass. He, on was, the, on the he last was making day. up for being a horrible father to Dominic, obviously. Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe he realized that I can't be a horrible father to two people. But I just, <laughs> That's a good fucking guy, dude. That's a, like a fucking... I actually said... Good Lord. Said, Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Ray. You've saved my holiday. If You're he such kills a fucking somebody, you will never say anything bad about him. <laughs> if he no, pulls he up do, a, a Benoit... Hold on, is that the joke about the guy he killed? Was that what oh, that was? Oh, yeah, was that's that was true. What that was? Fuck, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> Listen, the guy was dead well, he, when he, he fell into the ropes, okay? Yeah, well, no, you know. Never mind. <laughs> you accidentally made a fucking joke you shouldn't have made. But, um, I, hey, I wasn't even going that way. I, didn't even th- I forgot all about it. Go ahead. No, I didn't. I thought that's what you were saying. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, fucking hell. Like, I was going to miss this night. There was that I was not going to get into the building and the thing is is that these were tickets that i would have bought um because like you know at that point in time i would have bought absolutely anything at all yeah um to to get an extra because even like you know at a point where um, i hadn't transferred enough money over um you know when they said to me oh this is this is sold out that's sold out i said to my you know i said to my um I said to my mum, because that's who, like, I pay my, um, you know, who I paid all my mortgage payments to. And my mortgage is, like, overpaid. Like, it's being paid, like, a year. It's a a year ahead. So, and I've only got, like, um, one year left. So, I said to her, like, you fucking, yeah, I need some of that. I need to quickly take some money out of that account, like, 500. She was only annoyed that it was, like, one in the morning, not that I needed the money. (laughs) She actually answered, huh? (laughs) Yeah. So, I got that, and I was, like, I was about to buy, I was about to fucking give um, 1,200 pounds to these fucking street guys that said that they had fucking, I was about to pass it on to them. Until he came through, I was going to bite the bullet and buy off these two fucking guys on the street who I'd I'd already told earlier, get the fuck away from me before I beat the fuck out of you. Mm. Um, Just don't fucking, don't fucking speak to me again. I said, I'm not, I'm not buying, I said, you're fucking scumbags. Because they could see the situation, and they kept coming up to me. He goes, "Come on, man! Help!" He was like, "Oh, come on, man! How badly do you want it? 
How bad are you doing? Your son's crying, oh, man. Really? Goes, oh, wow. Being a yeah. real fucking scumbag. And I was like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Or I'm going to fucking beat the fuck. Like, and then I almost had to then go back to him and said, fine. Oh. Like, what is it? Um, but then I got the fucking Texas through. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be in that situation where this company who me and other podcasts and, and just everyone really has mocked for so long for inflating their attendances dating back to WrestleMania 3 to legitimately sell out a building where they could not make one more sale for mm-hmm. any price. Not, not 80, not 90, not 100, not 200, not 400, 450, 650, 750, $2,000 tickets. They didn't have any fucking ticket, Cal. Like crazy. they weren't selling another ticket they even had standing room only um they had as sro sold as and they didn't have that either because i saw those on stubhub the other option i had was to rebuy another ticket from stubhub and to see if that had come over but to me that felt like just throwing money down the fucking toilet so anyway i did not see the first three matches of night two um i I only saw the last three and a half all the shame thing three and a half matches um i got in as in the middle of bianca and oscar mm. um so yeah um that i missed the entire drew match which melts has given five stars to so i really need to watch that properly um because i've been jet lagged as fuck and every time i start watching wrestling it puts me to sleep um specifically wrestling but <laughs> yeah so i was held out. the thing is is that you know, part of this as well is that if I didn't know Conan, like, I wouldn't be bailed out anyway. So I'm not going to be, like, permanently mad at him. For me, this is just a disagreement about this weekend. Um, not saying hello to me, not speaking to me, um, this whole, like, Cody situation, getting pissed off that I criticized his wrestlers. I think just collectively, it's just been a bad fucking two weeks. I mean, th- this is the part of what I'm saying, it'll never, it'll never hear. Yeah, I was um, going to say, not, the good be, part, he won't know about, right? Oh, no, people will chop up all that other shit. And like I said, like, when I went on to other shows, or when I made that apology to, you know, people like AEW and everything else, like, or when I've been on other shows and put him over, I've always listened to him and had enough respect to do what he, what he said and whatnot. And especially, and even more so Disco, because Disco is like, gone above and beyond to verify the validity of my like cert betting service and he even pays for it himself like he could get it for free and he pays for it so i've got even less of a problem with him uh, i still talk to i talked to this guy today about something else so i have no issue with that but i do definitely have an issue with how the last two weeks have gone down and um i mean and, and even further more further back than that um the whole catalyst of the situation not believing me when i said your email situation is fucked up because there's no way, there's no way that many guys are going to reach out to me and say their emails are not going to be read unless there's something to it. And I even had a girl reach out to me. Um, I just want to run for, and then we'll move on to hearing your WrestleMania stuff. Well, I, um, the next thing we're going to do is uh, the Raw after Mania and then we're out of here. So go ahead. Well, we'll do the main event of WrestleMania as well. But, um, but hold on. I mean, this girl says to me, hold on. Mm-hmm. But like the, the guy that gave me a, a lift, first of all, was called Christopher Castro. If I want to mention him. 
there's another guy called Abel, whose Twitter is Kane is amazing, who was um, wanting to meet up with me, and unfortunately I couldn't. And I also couldn't meet up with um, the Babyfaces podcast. They were there, just didn't have time, didn't have time to meet my mate Chaz. And these are the people I didn't meet. I actually did meet a lot of other people. There was this girl called Christine Smoke, who said to me, hey, so I know you... So I know you freak out on this guy and Conan about them reading the bad emails about you. Here's the thing. They defend it saying they read a lot of both for and against you. It's true. They just don't make the edited show. That's all Joe and his editing. He puts all the worst emails talking shit about you in the main show. The bonus mailbags never has never the the bonus mailbags never have close to anything bad about you. Anyways, you're funny as fuck. Keep it up. So this girl's like, there are good emails, there are bad emails. All the bad ones make it to the main show, mm. and that's deliberately dumb. Which I knew anyway. Like I knew that, but I tried to, uh, I tried to say that to um, to Conan and Disco, and they were like, no, no, that's not going on. That's not going on. But it is going on. It's it's a hundred percent going on and verified by loads of people. Um, so anyway. I got into this uh, WrestleMania uh, in time for the last three matches or so, uh, Miss Drew's match. Uh, but I did think that the the last two were probably the best, or at least Helen Cell was on course for being good until that blood stoppage thing. And you can see the big gash good in Bowler's head. Uh, yeah, and the entrances are really good as well. And then the main event. What did you think of the main event? Like, Did you think it was a great like main event, or did you think it was like, you know, the, they were backed in a corner and it was the interference made it sort of... I saw some guys saying, oh, this is the fucking same Roman Reigns finish we've seen all all year. So what did I, you feel? Well, Do you feel unoriginal? Well, the, the way I, I saw it was it was more of a I'm wondering who's going to win and how they're going to win it because we weren't a hundred percent knowing who was winning. Although I was thinking Cody was winning. So I'm, I, I'd love those near falls toward the end because you always have to go through a lot of match before you give a shit because you know, there's not going to be any pins at the beginning and it's okay. All right, now let's get to a point where it's near fall stuff and where you're kicking out while you're sitting in your chair, you're lifting your shoulder, like fuck. Like it was, there was a lot of close things. So my whole thing is always, how is this ending? And when it starts to be chaos, then you're like, oh, fuck. How is this going to fucking go down here? Because is Cody going to win this or are they really? So you start to get in your own head a lot. At least I do. And start to go, well, I guess they could go this way. But would they go this way? And I'm, I fight with myself back and forth going, well, I guess they can. But could the other person? Um, and so it's more of a. You're also waiting for now at Mania, what they do is there's always a swerve at Mania. Ever since Undertaker, there's always one that you expect 100% that is not. And nothing like that really happened up until the last match. So it was kind of like, oh, this is possible that this could be the way it goes. And also looking back on so many things about, but my God, all these promos, this is... I, how could they have him lose? And look at all the merchandise. How could they have him lose? They can't have him lose. Is this really going to happen? So, I mean, 
I like a surprise Mania thing, and I'm a big Roman fan, so I, I was not bothered by it. And I thought right after he lost, I said, okay, well, this might be now uh, SummerSlam is what I thought right off the bat. I said, well, but now we can get to SummerSlam. And then now the more I see things, I go, maybe it's WrestleMania 40, and he has to actually has to win the Royal Rumble properly. But then I start to worry you know people how they're going to like you you're calling it and I'm I agree with you. I don't think they were really booing at Mania. There's about four people in a whole group of whatever, right? Um but I could see by the time Mania comes around if he is stuffed down our throats that they are booing him by then. And also the fact that Roman is a heel that is over and people cheer him as is he is a good guy. You are seeing a little bit more booze nowadays, which I think they want to force feed us so much that you are, everyone is like, fuck this guy, get it off of him. I am sick of him. And then it's a true fucking bad guy losing and everybody's happy about it. Half the fucking place loves Roman and loves all his bullshit, fucking the number one and all that shit. So I think. The more you fucking upset people by him winning when it's okay, it's time for him to lose for what people think, and he wins, I think that gets him more as a heel where you want him to lose. They want him to get to that fucking real, I hate this fucking guy, get it off him already, which he's not there yet with fuck him, get it off him yet. Yeah, and on the floor where I was for this match, it was quite split um i did notice it was quite split um the one criticism i would have is that you have done this finish a lot mm -hmm. um uso's coming out and then sokoa kind of doing what he did to cody um obviously you needed a way out and if you know people were rumoring about randy orton and whatnot but you know what was even a bigger surprise than than randy orton being a tag team partner and uh, of Cody Rose or whatever on Monday night was was Brock being it. So if you had Brock and you knew you were going into that storyline, then the most shocking thing you would have done here at this mania would have been for the uh, Lesnar music to hit and for Lesnar to come in with a chair and to run off the Usos and fucking um, Solo Sokoa and all these people, or or you not even needed a chair. Just Brock Lesnar beats the fuck out yeah. of everybody. And everybody in the crowd is going crazy because it's like, oh my god, like fucking Brock is here to, to fucking get to get his revenge on Heyman, Usos, yeah. and all that. And he fucking then turns on Cody, and in the WrestleMania main event, that would have been more shocking because if you were going to yeah. do it on, on uh, on Raw anyway, WrestleMania has to take precedence because it's 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 the history that is tied in with it. It has to be as big as humanly possible and to use the standard bloodline finish that you've been using for the past. Few, I mean, look, there was, there was loads of different ways you could have gone. That would have been really shocking. Randy Orton would have been shocking. Brock Lesnar would have been shocking. And after all of this, like what if fucking Sammy had cost Cody because he was just yeah. like, look, I still just want to be, I still just want to be in the fucking bloodline. Um, Jesus. And they, and they all, and they all, and they took, and they all took him back. Yeah, like that would have been fucking, that would have been crazy. I guess to book that, you'd have had to book a miscue on Saturday where they lost. Yeah. Owens and Sammy. 
then it wasn't a miscue because Sammy just really wanted to be back with them on on Sunday. That would have been a good finish. That's good. Um, but I think, but I think Brock just um, interfering or maybe adding the female element to this group finally would have been a different way to go where where a woman does something where a woman joins the fucking bloodline uh i don't know naya naya jacks naomi somebody uh yeah, not the obviously the clinical jacks did she really get re-signed or what or was that a one-night thing i thought she got re-signed where the fuck is she well she was at wrestlecon signing autographs but um but yeah i think she just came back for like a day really? for the for the raw rumble that yeah Hmm. Um, did you predict on Monday night that he, uh, Brock was turning once he came out there? Because I did. Um, I said right away, I go, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. When he came out and just like, he wanted to be the partner. I was like, mm. and then when they were introduced, I was like, I'm watching them, and I'm just watch. I'm like, I don't know because just this is what happens, you know. But my on my notes because I write notes for my show as I go along, and I never change them. So if I'm I and I've been completely wrong many times where I go, oh, so this happens because we know they're going to lose, and then they win, and I go, well, never mind. But I write my notes. Um, I wrote, I'm not going to be shocked if um, Brock turns on Cody and joins the bloodline. <laughs> that was the only thing that um, I was off on that I actually thought he was in cahoots with them for some reason. Because didn't we say, like, way back, we said, well, fucking Paul should manage them both, and one is the champion on Raw, and one of them champion on SmackDown, and they run both of them, and this is the stable of it. But, um, yeah, so uh, getting into Raw, uh, I know I've heard a lot of different things, where people go, oh, everybody cried about fucking Raw, but what did you all do? You all watched it for three hours. And my reply to that is, well, they watched it for three hours because you're expecting something to fucking happen still. And it does at the last fucking second, but the Raws after Mania have been shit since pandemic. They have been, nothing has gone on since then on a, on a Raw after Mania. And, and it was excused after pandemic because you go, well, what are they going to do? Waste it here. Why would you? And then when it was finally getting to fucking real TV, because they did Raw after Mania the next year, still with the TVs. So you go, all right, well, still. And then they do it and nothing happens. No, no surprise returns, this and that. And I'm like, hey, if you want to call Riddle a surprise return, feel free. But no, like, NXT call-ups. And you kind of have a hope for tonight, Friday, when we're recording this, that SmackDown will have something going on. Um, other than, I, you know what, I would get off on most, make Vince fucking come out there with his weird fucking face. I, I, if, if there's anyone not self-aware, it's fucking Vince, how bizarre he fucking looks. That would have been a finish as well, like Vince fucking interfering, like fucking if he got him in the, uh, if he got him back in the, if he, so he say he kicked a solo, he interfered and he kicked out the super spear and then he put him in the fucking choke and Vince just come out and said, ring the bell. Oh God, <laughs> like, you imagine? Yeah. Holy shit. Are you, are you kidding me? Like, I don't, I'm not ready for this guy to be champion. This guy, <laughs> this guy has helped sell the company for nine billion dollars this is the nine billion dollar champion right here like i'm not ready for him to i don't know whatever shit but like i mean 
even that this week, it's these fucking losers again on fucking social media with the whole fire Vince and hijack SmackDown. It's like, there's fucking 18 of you. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? Like, you're such a small fucking group. There's none of you sold this out. Like, the guys that came up to me on Keeping It 100, I genuinely believe are not the ones behind those keyboards and, and whatnot, and are not the ones behind Fire Vince and all this kind of shit. I genuinely reached a point where I believe that the people that go, or at least the ones that sit in decent seats, I think the people that stay at home don't ever go anywhere or buy the shitty cheap seats and the nosebleeds and, and you know, can, can't afford to buy this merchandise or that merchandise or whatever. I believe they are the vocal minority. Sure. I believe the vocal minority are all the ones sitting at home, angry, they're angry that I went, they're angry that my kid went, they're angry that we know people, meet people, got this seat, that seat. They're just so fucking angry they wish you were ignored they wish they all shunned you all these famous people would say oh you're disgusting we hate you and that's not the fucking case and i think it drives them fucking crazy i think it drives people like sat more crazy than uh like just the the nerds um yeah according to him like i should be fucking finished and canceled oh yeah totally but it's like that's not gonna that's not gonna fucking that's not that's not happened like unless like you can actually throw a fucking murder charge or a rape charge or a fucking pedophile charge or any of that kind of stuff like you can survive all of this other shit like these you know cancel culture is a thing but you but unless you're trying to look if you're trying to like go at that level if you want fucking ryan satin's job like, for example, they can't bind this fucking shit on you. But I'm not operating at that fucking level. I'm growing an audience by doing what I do, being able to say what I want without committing a crime. Now, if you're going to commit a crime, that does that's going to close a lot more doors. That's going to fucking have you in prison, not being able to even do anything. And then no one's going to touch you when they come out. But as long as you stay on the right side of the law, you don't need, it's not a necessity to be a social justice warrior or operate in this like little woke bubble that they that they want to be in. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, none of them are really that fucking woke. They're just fucking pussies. And they're just doing what they want to do. They're just doing whatever they need to do to stay ahead in this current climate. When everybody's moved in this direction, they've moved along with it. But in reality, like with the whole like way that they dox people and tried to get people cancelled and fired from work and get people harassed. I mean, they would love it if I fucking killed myself or Brad Shepard killed himself or, you know, they would, oh, they would be celebrating. And they're the ones who, uh, <laughs> they're the ones who fucking yell at the people who, who say, go kill yourself to someone online. They're the ones who, yeah. But if you did, they'd be cheering that you killed yourself. So it's it's always that hypocrite but, shit. And they, and they take the most um, actions against people to cause that. Like, that's what they do. They, they're, they're, they're the ones that... I mean, the stress that they put on, on Brad Shepard and what they did there was like, that, that could have caused, like, um, a serious incident where, like, he had to fucking come off everything. But, you know, they, they, they don't really... They truly don't give a fuck. They are pieces of shit. Like I said to Ryan Satin in front of his face, you're a fucking piece of shit. Like, you pretend you're this, that, and the other, but really, you're a fucking piece of shit. Like, and they are. They're all fucking pieces of shit. And the thing is, if you let them win, 
Um, and if you let them like continue to be at the forefront of this wrestling media, they'll continue to tell you that that you want that you want to fire Vince, and they'll continue to tell you that these Japanese nobodies are having six, seven star matches that are better than the matches that you like, and what you liked is 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 stupid and shouldn't be fucking five star or or whatever. Or if you like certain storylines, or if you want fucking CM Punk to to steal Paul Bear's ashes or whatever, or, or, or Heyman to fake um, Jerry Law's heart attack or to, to, you know, all the things that, you know, we watched um, growing up, you know, I mean that a lot of that that I just mentioned was from the same title run, but you know, even things like Orton fucking kissing Stephanie while Triple yeah. H is handcuffed. And we, we never see any of that shit anymore. And it's because of these fucking pieces of shit. They fucking take everything away. Everything needs to operate within this bubble where it receives this unanimous approval. And, you know, you're obviously trying to um, not um, trigger the mainstream media, but the mainstream media are not watching closely enough unless you really do something extreme like Brian Pillman with a gun. They're not watching closely enough. But these fucking losers who are in your own inner circle, these fucking pieces of shit who should never be anywhere near a media pass or anything like that who spread this narrative and i even fucking reported fightful to wwe pr this week and said look are you really giving media passes to people who follow and film children and then make these comments about vince mcmahon they had a whole story about how depressed and how morale was so terrible when vince returned which was a lie by the way because half of the locker room are very pissed off and, and not happy with their booking under Triple H, who have promised things that haven't happened. Uh, people whose careers have moved in the opposite direction, where Vince saw something in them, and now under Triple H, they've not been booked correctly. Um, I mean, Matt Riddle's a big one, like who, who's not benefited at all from Triple H being there. So, you know, th- this whole story is not true. It's a narrative being deliberately spread by by Fightful. And I said to WWE PR, I was like, really? Like, these people get your media passes. You're allowing these people to say this about your boss whilst also filming a child all weekend in a hotel. I said, you really need to think about who you allow to, to be a part of your, your media. So, I mean, that's the thing. I now need to go down the fucking stupid little route where I need to play these games now to play these to, to, to send these emails back as well that's not me to do it I'd rather just punch you in a fucking face <laughs> but that's all that's going to do is get me arrested because these guys don't know how to play like men they're not men these, they, all of these journalists they're not men Meltzer's not a man Sap's not a man Satin's not a man they're not they're not men there are no men that do this it's, it's crazy because you cover this this wrestling where you know, it's you're supposed to be covering this, um, you know, this great physical sport. It's the same for the guys that actually cover UFC. But the guys that cover UFC and the guys that cover wrestling, they, they, they're one thing they've got in common is they're all fucking pussies. They're all fucking pussies. That, I, mean, I mean, when Dana White tried to run um, UFC during the pandemic, it was his own journalists that were criticizing him the most. And they were criticizing and saying, oh, how can you not care about safety and all <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, they had because to go to an island, pussy. remember that? <laughs> yeah, because he's not a fucking pussy. Because he's a fucking man 
who wants to run his fucking business that he built from the ground up and wants to fucking, and other people want to see guys fighting. You're supposed to want to see guys fighting because that's what you cover for a living, but you fucking pussies just want to get it cancelled. I honestly would love to have a fucking, uh, an opportunity to just fucking have a fucking, um, something at a convention where it was just a fucking ring and bare knuckles and I just got to fucking fight every single one of these wrestling journalists <laughs> and just and, and hurt them badly like and and i would nothing would give me more satisfaction to do it but you know what not one person would ever step up and do it and then the thing is it wouldn't solve anything either because they're still going to continue to write and they're still going to continue to manipulate people and they're still going to make you think that listen how ridiculous this is the problem in wrestling the problem in wrestling for them is the man who gave them wrestling yeah, it's like fucking. It's like fucking a son killing his own dad and saying, "Oh, you know what, dad? <laughs> Fuck you! Like, thanks for giving everything, but I want you to fucking die." Like, no, like it doesn't make any sense. Like, if you fucking inherit everything from your dad and you turn around and say, "Oh, that's the fucking you're the fucking problem now," like whether senile or not, it doesn't matter because this was nothing. This was a fucking territory. In, in New York, where, which is what they used to run every single month or every single week or whatever with, with boring Bruno Sammartino as their fucking champion. That's what Vince Senior was doing. The fact that it got outside of New York was down to Vince. Then it got worldwide. Then we had WrestleMania and all the other pay-per-views. And obviously now it became like a traded company. But everything, Vince, 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 Vince. He made fucking Hogan. He made Austin, made Cena. Everything that you fucking morons have ever liked has come out of the fucking head of that man who created this from scratch. Do you this, think he still what has you're watching, it though? Doesn't matter. He's still his fucking cum. It's We're watching his. his fucking it's his. Split. Yes, and and he created yeah, the whole thing. It. Yeah, this is. We're watching his fucking his fucking tadpole that found the egg. Yeah, that's what the WWE is. It came out of his fucking dick. And then it fucking hit the egg, and that's what happened. And, the, and then the WWE came about. You can't fucking then turn on the guy. It's his thing. You have no entitlement to it. You have no right to it at all. If he wants to close it, he can close it. He wants to sell it, he wants to sell it. If he wants to make himself the champion tonight on SmackDown, he can fucking do it. You can't say it. It doesn't mean you have to be it's, happy it's, with it, but he can or, do what he wants, yes. Yeah, you can't. You don't have to like it. You can, you can stop watching it or you yes, can criticize totally. what's happening with it. But for you to turn around and go fire Vince and Vince is the problem and, oh, you know, like talking about the sex allegations and what, so fucking what? Like, it got a few fucking blowjobs because he was rich and he could hand out jobs. And who wouldn't do it? Who wouldn't fucking do it? Hey, you want a job? Suck this. Yeah, fine. That, oh, and, oh, and if you can't get, and if, oh shit, if I get caught, I'll pay out some, like, some pocket money, which is what it is to him. Who cares? It doesn't matter. This is the real world. Like, no one cares, like, about any of this stuff in, in the big world. Like, the top 1% in the world, like, are fucking killing and raping fucking children for their for adrenochrome and, and, and shit like that. There's, there's loads of fucking sex trafficking and pedophilia and all kinds of shit going on. I mean, you guys were given a poisonous fucking vaccine to, to cause population reduction. But, but no yeah, one I just got the blank. I, I got the blank, I guess. I, I I got the good one. Yeah. Listen, it hasn't all happened yet. So, I mean, look, at the end of the day, like, 
there's a lot worse going on than than a few girls like sucking a dick for a job or for, for a promotion. That, yeah. that, that's that's that happens. That's like a minor plot of a porno. Who cares? No one cares. Like I'm not gonna fucking hate somebody because they did that. Like if you don't want to watch, don't fucking watch. But you are watching somebody's full blown creation, and it's like this other thing where they turn around and go, "Oh fuck Hulk Hogan." Well, it's no, it's not here without Hulk Hogan. You yeah. can't fuck Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he can say nigga, nigga to as many people as he wants. It doesn't change the fact of how we ca- how we got here. This, you can't erase history. These fucking morons want to erase history and pretend that fucking Kenny Omega created wrestling. Like, no, he didn't. He's a fucking I don't even know what he is. Some I think he's a bi. Is he a bisexual? I don't know. I think he is. I, Whatever. I haven't heard that. <laughs> you know what? Although also, your hero Vince didn't. He was the one who fucking took action against Hogan oh, when fucking he said Nig. Why is he my hero, Vince? Well, he had well, to because that's the thing. Like Vince was my hero for the longest time, but he he goes by the Batman rule, Vince. At this point, either uh, die uh, die early enough and be a hero. Or uh, live long enough to see yourself become the villain, and that's what exactly has happened. He's he's lived too long, and now everyone hates him. If he would have died twenty years ago, it would have been you know Jesus Christ the second died. Um, but yeah, he did. He uh, he took away Hogan from the Hall of Fame. Remember that bullshit where he was like erased? I'm like fuck off, erased. Give me a fucking break with their bullshit. And because he yeah, falls into that. line with that, with their fucking, because that comes down to the shareholders and all that bullshit. Where he should have said, "All right, he said he did a fucking mistake. He apologized. Uh, he's he. It, you didn't see them take OJ out of the fucking Hall of Fame. He, it's it's for what he did there. It's not for a fucking human being. Who gives a shit? But the thing is, is that with other things as well. Even now, like did the bloodline not start while Vince was there? And did Cody Rhodes not, did Vince not hire Cody Rhodes? Because the, these people have these, these, these dysfunctional like memories of things that, that are not, that are not true. Triple H, yes, he hired all these other people since, but not one of them is over. They all just participated in the battle Royal last, last Friday. So, you know, it's, it's revisionist history. The real history that matters is that he made it. If he didn't decide to do it, you, you wouldn't be watching any of this. No. I don't know what you we'd guys. We have WCW. I got, that's what we'd be watching. If he didn't fucking win that, we'd have WCW, and God knows what the fuck that would be at this point. Oh, Bischoff, you you talked to Bischoff. He told you that was, that wasn't lasting under any circumstances. Like they wanted it off yeah. their t- off their channel. Yeah, part of me. So, I mean, like I said, I, I relive that, and I go, oh, why did I fucking want them to be fucking? You see, that's being young and stupid. I wanted them to fail. I wanted them to go away. I wanted them to fucking disappear. I hated them because they were attacking my love, which was WWE. And now I'm like, that's why I enjoy and I root for AEW. As as much as I like to make fun when it's a fucking mess, I still want them to be an alternative and something different to watch. Uh, They got their own fucking problems, obviously. And Tony Khan needs to know his shortcomings and, like, not go on camera and say shit because he's horrible at it and you know stay in your lane they don't they don't know how to do certain things they need to get a training school over there too where you see the girl who's wrestling jade tonight has fucking broken two people's nose and fucking nearly decapitated another girl in a match and she's going against jade tonight i bet you she doesn't get one move tonight 
So that's their fucking problem. No, I haven't. I haven't seen what they. I haven't. Um, I haven't even seen Wednesday show yet. Uh, I know about the announcement, but I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say about this? And because we could wrap it up, I think we did a lot. We gave everybody two shows today. This one is actually quite longer than the first one. But um, is that about it, Billy Boy? Could be three, three shows. Could have been three. <laughs> totally Could've good. Three parter. God. So. A three parter, the, the three parter put out over fucking three days. That would that, that's like more than a three day WrestleMania. Yeah, you go. It's it's but, WrestleMania, um, Billy Mania. Um, so where can we find all your stuff? Not like anybody doesn't know, but go for it. Yeah, wrestling is the dirtysheets.com. That's where I post my wrestling news. Got a story today about somebody, um, a UFC guy. Are you still there? Yep. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, somebody from UFC who could be involved in um, the future direction of WWE. Um, and um, my betting stuff is all at lockbetting.com. All the spreadsheets are on that page. Um, you can also do some due diligence by looking at the pin suite on the Twitter account at lockbetting.com. 118 months. You can just get some bonus podcasts, ease your way in. Um, every package. <laughs> what the fuck happened, Billy? Did you start your car? What the fuck is this? I did start my car, yeah. Well, yeah. I, All right, everybody, just deal with it. He's giving his plug. It's horrible on that fucking right. Bluetooth. There you go. There you go. It just it what was switched to, to fucking was welcome to? to McDonald's. May I help you? Um, it was for your betting packages. Where could they go? Yeah, so my betting package is, again, lockbetting.com. Uh, you can see all of the spreadsheets on that page, 118 months of profit. If you want to do quick due diligence, go to the Twitter account, at lockbetting.com. The pin tweet is always the P&L from the previous month. Uh, you can start small. There's small packages on there. You can ease your way in with podcasts. Every podcast, uh, every package, sorry, gives you 24-7 access to me. So for $15 a month, um, you could find your feet. I just listen to the podcast, ask a few questions, and then sign up to a bigger package. So um, I'm really pushing this at the moment because it's off Patreon now. And because it's off Patreon, it's actually a far better service um, because now it's 24 hours. Um, all the write-ups are sent immediately through WhatsApp. There's more in-plays as well. So everything's a lot slicker and quicker and a lot more direct access to me. So, yeah, um, it's improved by not being on Patreon, as is the money because I only lose 4% of my money now instead of the fucking 22% or whatever Jesus. Patreon we're taking. So, yeah, this is all, like, a lot better. So, yeah, I'm going to hit it hard with the, with the plugs on this um, for the next few weeks. Hopefully we get some people signed up. But if you're just there for wrestling, you don't give a fuck about making any money, um, and you're just wrestling fans sitting in your pants, then go to thedirtysheets.com. Uh, all my nonsense, look for Lingus Mafia, patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia. As low as a whole $5, you get all the wrestling content you need and uh, other tiers on there. So just go check it out, see what fits for you. Uh, TikTok especially, go go look at that fun stuff. Uh, for Mr. Billy Body, I'm Cav Manning. And remember, fire Vince McMahon. You morons!